Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is the Golden Voice, Rob. Hello. So, Rob, are you ready to turn small and be treated very badly for a long time because you're a uh, woman uh the the ever perhaps we're talking about the ever winsome wasp yeah we are talking about the wasp and this has a lot to it <laughs> as you could tell um because the wasp is one of the reason one of the founding members of the avengers that's right and, and she had a pointy hat Yep, and uh, the unfortunate wife of Ant-Man for a long time, Hank Pym, I should say. Yep. The very unfortunate wife. Yeah. And uh, let's just say there's a lot. There's a lot going on. That's right. So let's talk about her. So first off... um, Her... I like her outfit at this time. I mean, in the 80s. Yeah, that that is a pretty solid wasp outfit. It and is. She has had a lot of outfits, many of which are really terrible. Yes, she's supposed to be a fashion designer, and sometimes yes. it does not show. I mean, maybe we know she's a fashion designer. We don't know that she's a good fashion designer. She's supposed to be basically supposed to be. Well, I'll, we'll get into it a little bit later. Um, but yeah, so basically at this point, like. It almost looks as if like the X Men graduation, not graduation suit, but the the new mutant suit, except yes. like way more fashionable. Mm. Like she's wearing like a black morph suit with like a leotard that has like kind of like a wide lapel collar that's popped up, mm. and she just looks very comfy. Also, like I love the confidence they draw her with. Oh yes. Like it's like it's like a confidence, not like smug, but like very confident. But but yeah, so her name is Janet Van Dyne. Um her occupation is adventurer. AKA work if you can get most, it. Of, most of the time it means you're homeless. And well, have not to rely homeless. on others. Uh, no, it be most of the time it means you have to rely on others. Mm-hmm. to get by but she's also a fashion designer and independently wealthy so- so- socialite now, now that's good work if you get it now i think this may be me reaching maybe she could be a bad fashion designer because she's independently wealthy and wealth just kind of sticks yeah so uh, she's a citizen of the United States with no criminal record, no other aliases, was born in Creskill, uh, New Jersey. Yes. Marital status divorced. So, ladies, gentlemen, in-betweeners. Her known relatives is Vernon Van Dyne, who is her dead father, and her ex-husband is Hank Pym, thank God. <laughs> And this is back when they just they needed to because this is when West Coast Avengers was out. They said East Coast Avengers as if the West Coast Avengers actually compared in any real way. Not not a fan of uh, Wonder Man and Tigra and uh, occasionally Moon Knight. I'm a fan. 
don't get me wrong, they don't compare. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> as much as I love Hawkeye post-match fraction, not a great person. No, and listen, let's be honest, they never caught the the Avengers never called themselves the East Coast Avengers. No, no, they were the Avengers, and then you had the West Coast Avengers. Just like when the Teen Titans, the Teen Titans had Teen Titans West and Teen Titans. Yeah. So. Like, they, they, they'd they call themselves the East Coast Avengers when the West Coast Avengers were around. Yeah, like when Hawkeye was just like, hey, look how good I am at this team. And then they take a look over at Tigra being, like, real lusty over two people. One of them being Hank Pym. Bad, bad choice, Tigra. That being said, I do love Tigra a lot. She's amazing. Uh, the land in between, or the land within, the land within stuff is amazing. I'm going to be starting a full run. I mean, a full uh, run read-through of the West Coast Avengers, because I was very limitedly, li- limited knowledge on it very mm-hmm. soon, so... I can't wait for the for the just the how awful everyone is at their job. <laughs> she used to be the partner in crime. I guess the partner in crime fighting, not partner in crime, with uh, Hank Pym. Um, and his other forms, I guess, also Goliath and Yellow Jacket, and uh, Giant Man, and Giant Man, yes. Um, and then at one point, just Doctor Pym, yeah. Or the scientific adventurer, as he goes by later when he joins the yes. Defenders briefly. Mm-hmm. So, so, so she, you know, works in the Avengers mansion. And she has, like, you know, other places she lives because she's a rich socialite. And oh, wealth, sure. wealth just kind of sticks once you have it. Uh, she first showed up in Tales to Astonish. Number 44, in June 1963, Creature from the Cosmos, and Cosmos is with a K. Yes. Almost like Cosmos with a K. I was going to make a reference towards something. Like how Cosmo the dog says Cosmos. Yes, because he's Russian. Because he's Russian. And, um, and, And this is a very condescending, but also... I guess, what's the right word? It seems like a condescending uh, entry. Meet the Flying Wasp, Ant-Man's gorgeous new partner in peril. And she's kind of caring. Actually, you know what? Ant-Man looks like just like he's just like swooning over (laughs) over this monster. And she's just like, I gotta give away. He's getting a little boy crazy. (laughs) I do like the cover, though. I just wish Hank uh, Hank Pym was not Hank Pym. I have a certain fondness for Hank Pym. Uh, he's a person who I do think, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, um, like like some of his big mistakes just stuck when they don't stick to anyone else for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like if we're going off of really bad mistakes you made. And everyone remembering them forever, Cyclops would just collapse under every bad thing he's done. Yes. Which is a lot. Chiefly abandoning his uh, clone wife of his dead ex girlfriend, 
with his <laughs> uh, baby of two years after figuring out that Jean Grey was alive without telling her. That would be number one. <laughs> but there's also a lot of other things. So, so Janet Van Dyne is the daughter of a known, uh, uh, sorry, uh, ward-renowned scientist, uh, Vernon Van Dyne. Accompanied by Janet, uh, her father visited the celebrated biochemist Dr. Hank Pym to ask if Pym would collaborate on a pet project. The use of a gamma radiation based beam to detect signals of intelligent life on other planets. Well, good news gamma radiation has never, ever done anything bad in the Marvel Universe. So I'm sure this will turn out great. It's never, it's never happened. That's one thing for sure. Um, it definitely did not punch Bruce Banner in the back so hard he became the Hulk. <laughs> like I reread like the original like six issue run of the of the Hulk, Incredible Hulk, and it's mm-hmm. it's like a masterpiece of like Silver Age, I guess, Bronze Age, mm-hmm. early Marvel Age, whatever. It's a masterpiece. I love it so much. Pym declined since the nature of of Van Dyne's project lied too far outside of his own field of expertise. I wonder what he, th- why he didn't think about that when he tried to create AI. Yeah, it takes a lot for Hank Pym to say, ah, that's not really my department, given that he's a biochemist who also builds robots on the side and talks to ants. Janet Van Dyne find herself attracted to Pym. Oh, oh, sweetie. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> Uh, while Pym was deeply struck by Janet's remarkable resemblance to his late wife, Maria. So, Janet was this like, ooh, ooh, look at that handsome, strong scientist man. And Hank Pym was just like, ooh, you look like my dead wife. Uh, you can't see it because it's a podcast, but I'm waving a couple of red flags. I would say... I would say that it's not even just like red flags. It's just it's just everything is painted red, and it says "do not," <laughs> just just don't, please, never, stay away, please. My 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 dead wife, who was killed by Hungarian communists. My dead wife, who decided to go back to Hungary on our honeymoon because she missed where she lived. But she left because she was going to die. If she I mean, they just, they just can't get the goulash right uh, over here. Yeah, you know, it's like whenever I was exiled from that one place where everyone was uh, trying to kill me. But I really missed the way, like, you know, the, the sunset set over the mountains. Well, sure, the ambiance. And I just, I just stayed. I just stayed there long enough to get actually killed. The reason why I left... Van Dyne went ahead with his project, and several days later, he succeeded in projecting the beam through hyperspace, which we know that the Earth is a convenient nexus for hyperspace travel. In a distant planet, the planet was inhabited by the Cosmosians. The Cosmosians, the creatures from Cosmos. A sentient non-humanoid life form. I'm going to say that they are humanoid because they have their bipedal. 
It, they have arms and legs and fingers and toes. That's just me. Um, Pili, a criminal from that world, utilized Van Dyne's beam to teleport himself through hyperspace to Earth to escape persecution on his home world. Arriving on Earth, Van Dyne's lab in, in Van Dyne's laboratory, uh, it just murdered, just murdered Van Dyne's, uh, well, Vernon, Vernon, I should say. Yeah, Vernon. Vernon. Um, not winning a witness alive, uh, who had the means to contact the authorities on his home planet, I would say that... Earth might be out of the jurisdiction of Cosmos. Yeah, they're they're not going to ratchet out to the uh, Cosmosian Federales creature from Cosmos. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, he could have made a friend that could have uh, put him, you know, on a safe place on Earth. It's not like there's other aliens that, you know, can live a cozy life. If they're not trying to kill everyone, but whatever. Um, after killing Van Dyne, he escaped to menace the rest of the city. Janet Van Dyne heard about the noise of the brief, uh, heard uh, heard the noise from the brief uh, scuffle in the adjoining room. Discovered his, uh, sorry, discovered her father's body. Uncertain how to handle the situation, she called Pim. It was just like you remind me of my ex-wife. I'm very attracted to you. Anyway, let's uh, let's skip the foreplay, and I'm just going to graft some insect cells to your back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm going to give you some wings, and I'm also going to make you shrink. Also, I'm going to give you, like, ability to, like, sting people, which I haven't given myself, but, you know, whatever. In his secret identity, as the original Ant-Man, uh, Pym went to investigate the scene, and Van- Janet Van Dyne demonstrated moral strength during the crisis. That Pym was unaware that she possessed, because you see, she was a she was a woman. Wait, strength from a woman? I heard that women don't have moral strength. I guess. Well, she would have been like one of the first female superheroes in Marvel. Now that I'm I thinking th- about it, and beyond the Golden Age, I think she'd be the first. Yeah. I think so, actually. Like that? Uh, well, uh, no, I, I guess second after uh, the Invisible Girl. Also, another person who no one treated well until John Bird. Yep. And then he treated her weirdly. Like, he does a lot of female characters. Yeah. For some reason. I wonder why. I wonder if John Byrne just has weird obsessions. This is entirely possible. Ant-Man, who longed for a a crime-fighting partner and a confidant, and another person to look like his ex-wife who died after uh, her honeymoon with him (laughs) by going back to the explicitly to the place where she fled because she would have died if she stayed. I just want to point that out. If Hank Pym, supposedly one of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe, said, maybe don't. Let's go anywhere else in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) He would have still had his wife, Maria. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, so she, 
underwit conversion into being the wasp. So, like, she got insect wings and swinky, shrinky powers and stingy powers. Apparently she had um, antennae as well. Yes. Those you don't really see so much, but she did have those initially. Yeah, and apparently she was able to talk to insects, but that always seemed to not really factor into things later. Yeah, that was really more Hank's thing. Yeah. She actually had powers that, for some reason, Hank never put on himself. I feel like it would have been... Like, I don't know. If he was able to turn this woman into a wasp woman, he could turn himself into something. Well, he did later give himself wasp powers after she seemingly died uh, during Secret Invasion. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) That was creepy and gross. And that was around the same time he also romanced uh, robotic Avenger Jocasta, who was based upon (sighs) Janet's... Uh, mental patterns. We're not talking about that because Hank is a gross person. <laughs> he is so gross. He was going through some stuff. He'd been going through some stuff since the beginning. He's I mean, not- some- Good thing that his suit is normally red because that is the color of the flag. He is constantly <laughs> waving. <laughs> I mean, listen. It, are things better now that he's like a half- Hank, half Ultron, Two Face. Wasn't he ate by Galactus though? Oh, was he? Yeah, like it was the Infinity Warps prelude. Oh, oh, right. Because because like he made a bunch of Ultrons, and then and then uh, Galactus became the he gave up the Lifebringer status. Mm. So uh, because the Silver Surfer Adam Warlock convinced him. Oh, that's like, right. I forgot about that. No, no. Yeah, Silver Surfer is like, hey, I'll be your herald if if you just get rid of Ultron. And then he did. And then they just forgot about it. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah, because right now Galactus is stuck in the Mystic Realms. Yes. Uh, And because like Doctor Strange goofed it real bad. <laughs> he meant to send him somewhere else, and then all of a sudden he was just in the Mystic Realms, and now he's addicted to magic and wants to eat the Mystic Realms. <laughs> I love I love current uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange has been on a really good run for the last mm. few years, mm. in general. Um, okay. So, so, after defeating the Cosmosian, uh, Janet Van Dyne told Pym that she was falling in love with him. And Van Dyne and Pym became crime-fighting partners. Although Pym was far more emotionally inhibited and reserved than Janet, because she's a silly woman who feels those silly emotions. And he was a stoic 60s man of science. He was an alpha science bro with a six-pack and lots of power in his brain. I don't have time for you, this kissing woman. I must do science. Yeah. He, so he was also falling in love with her as well. Because he decided that she she looked like his ex-wife, who he misses a lot. Yeah. Um, so they so they joined uh the Iron Man, Thor, and uh and hunting down the Hulk. Uh 
and uh, history was made because they became the Avengers. And it was uh, the Wasp who came up with the name the Avengers. And was funding it, pretty much. Uh, was it, well, I, I think eventually it became the Maria Stark Foundation, the foundation named after Tony Stark's mom. Yeah, but um, I think for a while she was no. I was I'm thinking of Wonder Woman and Justice, the mm. Justice Friends or whatever, Super Friends. She wasn't the secretary. No, um, no, she I was active. She, she was active. Uh, Wonder Woman was, I believe, the secretary of the Justice Society in the forties. Yes, and that was horribly sexist. Well, it was the forties. <laughs> well. It was a different time when everyone was horrible. Um, so after a little bit, uh, Pym made some particles, and instead of <laughs> uh, Pym made some more particles, instead of small particles, he made some big particles. Then he turned himself into giant man. Um, and then why are they saying this? This is nothing about just him turning into giant man. Uh, so basically, um. There was a lot of like uh, strain put on his body, so he decided that because he's a big, strong man, he decided that the strain on his body was too much for him and Janet. Both of them, you know, the person not exhibiting any problems and yeah. him exhibiting problems. You know the person who's perfectly fine, and him, a person who's not fine? It's strain on both of them. <laughs> uh, sometime later, uh, Pym and Van Dyne learned that some Mariner was heading towards New York, fearing trouble. They alerted the Avengers. But uh, Van Jen and Van Dyne, as the Wasp captured, was first captured by the undersea barbarian leader Atuma. Um, then by the alien collector by the alien collector in order to help the avengers rescue van dyne pym used his growing powers again and then he called himself the goliath at this time like basically like they were just like we're just gonna not deal with the gas capsules anymore they could just do it it's a thing they can do they've been saturated with pym particles and it's only affecting one of them negatively I don't think the Wasp ever shown any problems with the Pym no. particles, has she? No. So really, it's just Hank being awful. Months later, she turned 23 years old, and I'm pretty sure that that was way too young for Hank Pym. Very much so. Way too young. Just like the original, uh, before they retconned it, the original relationship with uh, Mr. Fantastic and a visible girl. Mm-hmm. Way too young. I guess they're technically over... I guess they're both technically adults, but still. So basically, after she turned 23, she got all of her father's money and then became independently wealthy. Uh, Months later, Pim... For several years, he's been in love with... uh, Pim been in love with Janet Van Dyne, but because of his repressed personality, he was just marrying her. One day... Well, I mean, this is a thing. I mean, there's one thing that everyone remembers, which is not this. Not this. This is the time that, uh, you know, some people need to sort of, you know, get, some people get drunk and then, like, get married in Vegas or something. 
it was like that, but with chemicals instead of alcohol, and instead of getting drunk, he developed a, a split personality. Yeah, and he became the uh, he became the 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 yellow jacket, the yellow jacket, and um, and uh, so Janet, who she's a very smart lady in some ways, not in this way. <laughs> she decided, oh, you know that uh, asshole that came that is the yellow jacket that came out of the. A uh, very bad person, Hank Pym. Before, I'm just gonna kind of play along and yeah, just capitulate. And it, yes, well, because he claimed that. Oh well, I, I, I'm the Yellow Jacket. I killed Hank Pym. He's gone now. You're gonna marry me instead. And uh, and after that, they got married at the Avengers Mansion. And um, the Circus of Crime, being the ballsiest team ever. <laughs> <laughs> decided to attack their wedding when there is not only the Avengers there, but more people because a wedding's happening and they're superheroes. Listen, that, 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 that's carnies for you. What can you do? I'm just saying, like, maybe do it when it, like Hawkeye is on, like, monitor duty. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Don't do it when there is, there's a wedding. Everyone's already on high alert, because we know what happens when weddings happen. The last wedding that happened, Galactus showed up. <sighs> in Marvel. I, I, current day. Mm. So, like, just don't... Circus of Crime, I love you. You got balls of steel. <laughs> just big, clinging balls. Because apparently you decided to attack. <laughs> Not even, like, the good Hank Pym, like the evil Hank Pym. <laughs> <laughs> How, what is what is Princess Python going to do in this situation? You don't have powers, anyone, but whatever. Sorry. I'm just, I don't understand. I don't understand why they decided to attack now. Despite the fact that Pym was married under an assumed name, Yellow Jacket? Yeah, just got married as Yellow Jacket. That's also another red flag. So, okay, sorry. So, basically, like, the sight of seeing Janet, like, being hurt, like, shocked him back into being, like, Hank Pym, normal Hank Pym. But even though he married under Yellow Jacket, which I feel like would void it, right? You would think, but... Because uh... he killed Hank Pym, right? So he wouldn't be Hank Pym. But whatever, they're still married. <laughs> um, and then he 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 renounced his power to become giant because they kept on straining him. Um, and also renounced the uh, the use of the name and costume Yellow Jacket. Uh, then sh then she launched a career as a fashion designer while continuing to act as a costume adventurer. And everyone pretty much knew who she was that she was the Wasp and whatnot. So she pulled the I am Iron Man before a lot of other characters did. So Pym modified her power so she would have be stronger the smaller she got. And also made it to where she could do the stingy things that she's known for now. Uh, scientific research has always been Pym's preferred career. And he was no longer finding excitement in crime fighting. Uh, that he... Er that he had in the earlier career. 
and he began having periods of tension and depression. Judging himself at an impossibly high standard, he was overcome with the uh, with the sense that he was a failure as a scientist. The sense of failure exasperated when he considered his wife's success as a fashion designer, and realized, as a millionaire, um, she was the principal source of income in their marriage. And he became frustrated and was verbally abusing his wife. Because he's a big, strong man who doesn't get hurt. His feelings doesn't get hurt. And he wanted to be the uh, the breadwinner. Oh, this one doesn't have the great sentence. Okay, Pym was charged by Captain America and uh, was, was charged by Captain America with acting recklessly during the Avengers encounter with the Elf Queen. Um, mm-hmm. the Ant-Man one had, um, Pym blasted, blast, wait, Pym blasted, Aunt, uh, not Ant-Man, sorry, Pym blasted Captain America in the back, mm-hmm. originally, and I thought that was funny, but, um, <laughs> I was, it was the Elf Queen. Yeah, I don't know who the Elf Queen is, and like I Like a minor Avengers villain, I think that was her only appearance. Yeah. So, so he was court-martialed, and now he was undergoing a nervous breakdown, and he built a robot to attack the Avengers during the court-martial, and he designed the robot to have a secret weak point which he can use to defeat it. He fantasized that his defeat of the robot would make him a hero in the Avengers' eyes, and led him, and, and would lead to the demissal of the charge. But Pym plans Ren Rai, and that's when, uh, and it was in that, and it was the Wasp who ended up defeating the robot. He was expelled from the team, and um, Janet brought divorce proceedings against him. Uh, the divorce became, uh, when the divorce became final, uh, she dropped the last name Pym. Uh, Pym designed a robot. Uh, to have a secret weak point that he would use to defeat it, and he was going to make it attack the Avengers. So he fantasized that his defeat of the robot would make him a hero in the Avengers' eyes and lead to the dismissal of the charges. When Janet protested his plan, Pym brutally struck her. They might have changed that in my version, because I'm using the uh. the one that, the the volume that collected a couple of the issues. Okay, I'm looking at the uh, the essential version. They, they, um, it did say it in, they did say it in the, uh, the Ant-Man one, okay. the Henry Pym, uh, mm. one, but, uh, but basically because, basically he hit her and then immediately after that, um, Hank Pym just kept on going in a di- downward spiral pretty much. He, there was a downward spiral. He was then framed for treason by his arch enemy Egghead. Yeah. But then he was cleared of the charges, Egghead was defeated, and uh, Hank, you know, got some help, and he and uh, Janet became friends. Mm. I mean, I probably wouldn't, but whatever. Well, and in fact, they, uh, they this is obviously years afterwards, but they actually got back together in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s run of the book. Which led to perhaps the most horrifying sex scene ever printed in a uh, Marvel oh, comic. 
I remember. No, why did you remind me? Uh, because I'm a terrible person. You're a really horrible person. Did you know that? Oh, sure. It's really horrible. How? I don't. <laughs> yeah, so briefly, Van Dyne and Stark had like a romantic relationship. Um, and then she, and I'm going to say the ballsiest person, just around, Paladin was just like, met her on a beach, was just like, yeah, you want to date? And then they dated. Like, how, like, how, he was a mercenary too. Yes. Like, he just is like, the most confident person in the world. Um, then, um, let's see, she learns how to use her powers better. Then, apparently, the Submariner, or Namor, joined the Avengers briefly on, uh, on the East Coast team. Then Harry Gyrich was just like, yo, bureaucracy, and stopped them from having the gym, the Quinjet on their mansion. And, and then a huge description of her powers. Yeah, uh, her powers is she can turn small and she can zap people. Yeah, she's got the wings. Um, and then later, uh, she would occasionally get the power to uh, to get big. Yeah, but it's very limited. Like I think most of the time she just used like like pin particles she had, mm-hmm. like just kind of squirreled away to turn big when she needed yes. to. Uh, so she, so it was harder for her to turn big mm-hmm. than normal. But yeah, so I like her for the most part. She has a lot of unfortunate relationships with unfortunate men. And also kind of accidentally caused Avengers disassembled. Yeah. By sleeping with Hawkeye, getting drunk, and mouthing off about uh Wanda's imaginary demon arm kids. I mean I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that it's Scarlet Witch's fault for falling in love with an android. But maybe when you imagine babies out of nowhere and imbue them with a soul, maybe expect something bad's gonna happen. You're a woman yeah. in comics. Regular women have problems. You're one that can warp reality. <laughs> Your problems tend to get a little bit bigger. But, but yeah, we got Young Avengers out of it, so I'm okay with it. So, uh, besides that, um, can you think of anything else? Oh, I like her relationship with Havoc. She had for very briefly. Oh, that's right. And then they had a kid. From but, an alternate reality. Yes. So then that ended up not working out, because they... It kind of erased that timeline. There's a lot of imaginary babies that just kind of disappear. It's almost as if uh, comics tend to be like weirdly sexist when it comes to women. Well, also, well, also just nobody wants to write about babies. Yeah, just write about babies. Like, for real. Uh, I mean... I know no one wants to. I don't want to read about babies. You know what you do in that situation? I'm a goddamn superhero. I'm going to get a nanny. I and mean, you talk I about guess. the baby every once in a while. Do what Mister Fantastic and Doc and uh, and Sue Storm did every once in a while. Just dump 
uh, just dump Franklin off with Jarvis. <laughs> just, you know, do that. Build yourself a robot. <laughs> that takes care of babies really good. I mean, that's fine if you're, you know, in the Avengers or something, but if you're Spider-Man, you can't just build a robot. Well, Spider-Man is a great dad, as shown by multiple, multiple comics. Well, this is true. He's a great dad. But you'll note that those comics are mostly not about him having a baby. They skip the baby parts, and they go right to either kid or teenager. Yeah, they did skip Annie's, like, most of her development. Because nobody wants to read about babies. You know what? You do a time skip, or you age him up artificially. (laughs) I mean, I guess. But then, yeah. I'm just saying that Franklin turned out okay. Well, I guess. I mean, sure, they did use him as a way to just uh, basically bench Sue Storm for years. For no reason. Yes. But he turned out okay. And then there was that one time that Reed put Franklin in a coma. Well, no one says Reed is a good person. (laughs) I definitely say that he's not a good person. Unfortunately, uh, Franklin, the best of the, one of the best things come out of Fantastic Four, has a very horrible father and a passable mother. (laughs) But whatever, he's, he's now a tiny god and he knows how to use his power, so. Read the new Fantastic Four run, it's really good. I do like Dan Slott. I like Dan Slott a lot. He almost makes me want to kind of like Mr. Fantastic. Now, of course, my question, in that that comic, Reed has a beard, correct? Yes, and it looks really weird when stretched out. Yeah, now, does Reed have to wait to grow a beard, or can he just get like a day of stubble and then just stretch the stubble out into a full beard? So he's fully, he's fully stretchy. Yes. Right? So every part of him stretches. So... To Ladies. what control does he have? And I'm not even going to get to that because I don't want to even <laughs> think about it. That's Lovecraftian and horrible. But, like, to what degree does he have, like, is it, does like, to what degree does he have control? Because he can, like, put his hand out and stretch his finger out mm-hmm. really far. Right. Which is a lot of muscle control. Yes. Like, could he do that to one part of his face? Yes, because I think there have been times when he sort of disguised himself by sort of stretching his face out. So, so like, could he control his hair by thought? I would think so, and he could just stretch it out like if he wanted to grow like a sick mullet. Did he have a mullet during that Tom DeFalco run at all? Uh, no, because I think it helped that he died during the, um... During the height of the 90s. And then he came back, and I think that was the first appearance of the Reed beard. I like Reed with a beard. I like that it's salt and peppered as well. Salt yeah, and peppered. I think if they eventually do this like MCU Fantastic Four movie, you have to start the first movie, and he's clean-shaven. So, let's get into fantasy stuff a little bit okay. more. If they do Fantastic Four, which they will at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to do it immediately. It's probably going to be a little bit later. But if they do, I think the way to do it, and and hear me out. Hear me out on this. <laughs> I know it's going to sound convoluted, but Endgame came out, and now they can do it. They introduced the general audience to this stuff. So, have the first Fantastic Four movie set in the 60s or 70s. 
They okay. might do now, that. Now, you could have, like, Hank Pym and stuff interact with them. Maybe make them, like, young, and maybe make, like, their first adventure end with them going to the negative zone. Or the quantum zone or something, mm-hmm. you know? Something like that. And, of course, speaking of the quantum zone, uh, Janet has now made her debut in the uh, in the movies, uh, played by Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes, and it's well done. I wish she had a little bit more of a role in Endgame. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, like, you can have, like, a kind of, like, hokey, kind of like an old school type of, like, like, Silver Age Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe make it, like, bright and colorful and, like, you know, like, not as serious as the other ones, but, like, try to capture that feel of, like, Jack, uh, Jack and Kirby. I mean, sorry, mm-hmm. Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have it end with them maybe going through the negative zone or the quantum zone. I think they they can use it for both at this point. Mm-hmm. Or maybe make the, the no, just do the quantum. Do the quantum zone thing. And have them come out in modern day for their next thing. Maybe even bring someone like a Nihilus or Blastar or something with them. Mm-hmm. And have that why you haven't heard of this like team of like something that definitely would have been heard of right like maybe they didn't even get on like shields like maybe like they have like one file with shield or the s something no shield would have been around at that time right in the marvel universe in the marvel universe in the cinematic universe yes okay so maybe have like one little like file on them being like yeah there's this kid working with something something whatever Mm-hmm. Or someone, or there was like an unauthorized like space launch or something, mm-hmm. and then like maybe have that how you introduce them to like the rest of the people, like use use the Fantastic Four stuff you have, have them come to the modern day, but still have like that feeling, like like you could still have them feel like the Stan, uh, the the Stanley and Jack Kirby. Before they got consistently bad for a really long time. <laughs> but that's me. Mm. I don't know. Maybe even make like the first one like the Mole Man. Like make it like the first issue. Right. Just don't don't go to Doom right away. Maybe you establish Dooms in the first one, but the first movies not just them fighting Doctor. No, Joe. maybe maybe just mention Doom. That's it. Yeah. Because like Doom has been criminally underused in a good way. Sorry. Because mm-hmm. they, oh, actually no, he's been criminally overused. It's kind of like how like the X Men movies always jump to Dark Dark Phoenix Saga yes. before doing the Phoenix Saga, which is really important to the Dark Phoenix Saga. You know, but mm. don't. Do, but like, I just I just want Fantastic Four to be done well, and I don't <laughs> mind if they crib a little bit from the uh, Ultimate Run mm. to just make them young, and maybe have them like time travel or something. Mm. But that being said, I think we're pretty much done. So, yes. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's do plugs. All right. Well, uh, the, I'm with the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, and currently we are consulting on the History of the Marvel Universe series. That is a six-issue miniseries written by Mark Wade and drawn beautifully by Javier Rodriguez that is going to explore the history of the Marvel Universe from the Big Bang that spawned Galactus and all the way into the future. So, will we be hearing about some 
Cosmic Ghost Rider and Phoenix Wolverine, who are like my two favorite new characters. Entirely possible. You might be seeing, uh, unfortunately, uh, probably going to be seeing some Eternals in there. Uh, but whatever. I still don't. I still don't believe that eighty-one mentioned the internals being on the the MCU. But whatever. Um. Yeah, I think we're pretty much done. Um. I don't really feel like doing my plugs. Just saying, this one took a lot out of me because I just had to go through a lot of had to wade through so many red flags that Janet just did not see at all. But yeah, so basically the links to everything important are in the description. Um, yeah, Twitter and I have a Twitter and Instagram. It's at Marvelous Mooch. Mm. Um, if you want to see pictures of my, sorry, if you want to see pictures of my cat, it's at Marvelous Mooch. It's at Alphabet Flight. Otherwise, and besides that, um, please listen to Prince Namor and don't toot that horn. Bye. Good night.